What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Good morning, everybody. Hey, happy Friday. We made it. It's the end of the week. Man, uh, you know, you win some, you lose some. And uh, if you were watching yesterday's show, you heard me say, yeah, th- there's more pain coming for Snapchat and Pinterest. Well, what do I know, apparently? Because those stocks blasted off after hours last night. We'll talk about those moves. We'll talk about Amazon, of course, leading the charge here this morning. Although, we are leaking overnight. That's probably going to be our lead story of the day, is, is the overnight leakage. We'll take questions from our chat, as always. Good morning, everyone. What's up, Raul, Mitch, RG, Ben, Christian, uh, John, Pulverizer. That's a new one. What's up, man? How we doing? Good morning, everyone. Smash that like button for me. Let's get the show on the road. This is Pre-Market Prep with Joel Conan, Dennis Dick, and Spencer Israel. Y'all could have been watching the opening ceremonies of the Olympics, but nah, you're here with us instead. Welcome, welcome. Joel, Dennis, good morning. How was everyone's night? I'm doing good here. I just, uh, this price action, I mean, you guys won't ever find me speechless, but I'm almost speechless here. We went to 40. Yeah. Dennis, is there any? I mean, we're up. Have you ever seen a market up eight handles? That has looked as bad as this. I mean, no. I, I I can't even I can't even put it into words. We got up to forty five twenty eight last night, up sixty handles. We even went into red by eight handles. Now we're up we're up eight handles at, at forty four seventy seven. Crude busting out uh, one eighty one at ninety two oh eight. Gold up eight forty at uh, eighteen twelve fifty. Silver that's up too. That's up fifteen cents at twenty two fifty two and a half. Bitcoin up and down, up sixteen eighty five at thirty seven nine fifty, and Ethereum's up two hundred fifty seven dollars twenty eight thirty two fifty. Triple D. I talked to you this morning, and you know there was opportunities last night, but it's like it's just a coin flip, right? I mean, is, could you ever imagine we were given all that back? Last I did night? not think that. Like, and obviously, you know, I'm saying sell reps, and you're looking last night, and you're shorting some stocks, and you're like, you hey, just don't think it's going to give it all back. Though, when you come in, and you're like, why didn't I short everything? Why did I not just short the world last night? Because, I mean, that is unbelievable. Um, and Amazon can go up. At one point, it was up almost 500 points. It's given some of it back. It's up 333 now. Uh, but, you know, if you would tell me that Amazon was going to go up 300 points on its earnings report, Snapchat was going to rip 60% on its earnings report, and the S&Ps were going to go red, I'd be like, that can't math can't add up. Well, that's what we're seeing here this morning. I mean, we have the tail of this market, and this tail of this market is sell rips, you know, and don't ask questions about it. And that is exactly what occurred here overnight. Joel, tell us about the highs. When did we start leaking? Show us the chart. Yeah, like, I mean, here, I mean, it, in, it's an unbelievable, you know, sell off from the highs. Yeah. Uh, 
China reopened after not uh, being open for uh, Can we see the a charts? week. Oh, uh, did show I not us the show? charts from last oh, night? Yeah, show, show us, okay. you know, the big rep off Amazon. You can see the top right left here. chart you're looking at. That's yeah. the Amazon report. We started ripping, ripping, ripping. It's 3%. It's 3, 3.2. I think it's 3.2% of the S&P. So it's a pretty good chunk when you're ripping up 17%. It was up at one time. So, and then we were up all night. We were up yeah. all night until about 3 o'clock when Europe yep. opened. And then we just started slowly leaking. Why? Right here. Russia? No. Well, is there is there a headline? Because I never really saw something that was like, oh, this is the reason. It was just a slow leak. Yeah. I I, I haven't seen it. I mean, I looked. I looked and I looked. And we had, you know, Spencer, and I know you looked at it. And it was just someone that they just came in. It wasn't even like sometimes at the 4 o'clock open, you know, of the stocks, you know, that the arms come in. But by 4, I mean, it, it accelerated after 4 o'clock. Yeah, but people were no. excited to get the hell out of stock. Yeah, yeah, they were looking. You're like, you got to be kidding me! So. Wow. I mean, look- that's that's a, just a bad tape. And obviously, we had the big sell off in the S and P's because of Facebook. And you're like, okay, well, it's going to be opposite day here today. Amazon's going to bail this market out. We're going to go back up near those highs, and everything's going to be rosy. And that is not what has occurred. The bigger issue, though, for traders here is that we have a big jobs number coming up in four in 24 minutes. So everything's going to change again. So this has been a rip roaring, huge overnight range. Nice for trading, selling the rip, working wonderfully. Um, I wish I would have sold more stocks. I did. So give us the Amazon. Let's go take it to Amazon because this was the reason. This is the reason we're up. And this is the reason why we ripped so much last night. Give us the details on this Amazon right. report. What, that was so a, wonderful. What a report. First off, Amazon. The headline number in their release was a uh, their earnings per share was a gap number. Very often there is a big difference between gap generally accepted accounting principles and adjusted earnings per share. The gap number, the one that everybody was citing last night, was twenty seven dollars and seventy five cents per share. That's what they earned per share on a gap basis. The adjusted number was much more reasonable yeah. and, and, and down to earth. The adjusted number was $5.80. Now, that is still significantly above where the the estimates were, but people saw $27 per share. This company, the is, read that. This Crazy. company is drowning in money right now. What are they doing? Um. Anyway, so it, it wasn't quite that crazy. Uh, it, however, it was still the good number. Sales also came in above estimates as well. Um. However, a lot of those profits stemmed from their investment in Rivian. That that's that that, that gets a, a huge asterisk here. Um yeah. because um yeah well I don't know if they it, it, all of it well if they if they've got the, the book on the books I would I, think that I, I don't know if it. I don't know if they're sold out of it entirely but they they did book some profit they booked a big gain in it. yeah yeah they booked a big gain from the Rivian stake so Smart move yeah. Right, so that deserves like the the earnings here deserve an asterisk for 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 that reason. Uh, now back to the good news. Amazon Web Services is a monster. You cannot stop it. Okay, I said on the at the close show yesterday that the 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 bar to clear was somewhere in the seventeen point three billion dollar range for their AWS revenue. It was actually seventeen point eight billion. So they 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 cleared that bar. AWS is growing forty percent year over year. Like clockwork, like clockwork. You cannot slow it down. It's a monster. So it was a good report. 
Um, was it as amazing as as everybody first thought when they saw twenty seven dollars per share? Ah, probably not. Um, they are raising the price of Amazon Prime as well, uh, from one hundred nineteen a year to one hundred and thirty nine dollars a year. So a twenty dollar price hike on that. Um, it was a good it was a good report. I don't know if it was as good as as the initial price spike would indicate, but it was definitely a good report. I mean, although, I'm looking although, at the sales. Wait, wait, let me add this: the Q1 sales guidance. That's what you're going to say. It looks light. Yeah, the Q1 sales guidance. Yeah, they gave it light. No one cared about. It. No one. It was like that was. No one cares about that. Yeah, the Q1 sales guidance. I have it in the pro here. Uh, they guided a revenue for the current quarter, 112 to 117 billion dollars. Estimates were at 120. So it was a little bit light on that Q1 on the forward-looking number, which is more important. But again, to Joel's point, nobody saw that <laughs> in the first few minutes. Clearly, I'll, ta- I'll tell you how much I love this Amazon report and the action off of it. I went into my long-term account and I sold half of my long-term Amazon shares, and I had no intentions of doing that. Wow! But because I don't feel like this was a great report, I feel like it was an okay report, and it's going to give me seventeen percent because Facebook set the bar so, so- low. I'm a fool if I don't use that opportunity to lighten up because, you know, in long term, meaning I actually bought this right during the COVID crisis in 2020. So I'm not one of those like 20 years on Amazon. I stuck in the long term account back early 2020. I put remember I put the double size position. I put half on for a trade and I kept half for an investment. I bought it 2200. I got up it went up to 3000, like literally within like a month. And then obviously continued. And I've had, I sold half of it for the trade, but I called the other half as the investment, which was a full size position because I had a double size position on. And um, it's just, you know, been a, been in there forever, you know, for the last year, year and a half. And I was like, well, I think I'm just going to hold these shares forever. Well, you look at this and you think, okay, it just came down to 2,700. I bought a 2,200. I don't want to make this trade go red eventually. It could have been a bad report and actually could have went red. And I think that they overshot. I think that they literally just gave you a gift last night. And I was like, I'm so I sold half of it. I didn't sell it all. I sold half of what I have left. So maybe I should have sold it all. But, you know, you get up to that 3,200 where major support was. The breakdown happened. The The technicals all line up. Everything kind of lined up to sell that rip. And I love selling rips. And technically it lined up as well. Maybe it gets back up there. Maybe we, you know, we have a jobs number. It's going to be some big movement here in 19 minutes. It's going to move it around. But this market, when you sell the rip in this market, three days later, you're happy you did it. Exactly the reason, exactly opposite to 2020. So I think when you get these gifts overnight, Facebook's at the bar so low. You have the, you know, algos reading the headline $27 because they don't dive into the details and they think that they blew it away. I, I just think you ring the register and you take your profits and run. Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, um, just the move yesterday. I mean, and I'm looking. I'm going to go to the bottom right chart there on the monthlies. I mean, the reason I moved that line up to 3,300 is because that's where someone stepped in, and uh, someone just mentioned you know 15 minute chart. You know, you can't pay a lot of attention to it, but it hit 300. It hit 300. And then it took a little break, and then it hit thirty three hundred again. And then it was like eh? thirty three hundred, yeah. And then you were thinking, okay, I didn't get thirty three hundred. I got out before that. Who, who's going to buy this at thirty three hundred? 
Who in the right mind after I don't even know what the close was. The close was what at twenty seven eighty or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're buying twenty percent almost. Yeah, for this kind of stock, and then you know, someone was just. I mean, it, what if you just got stuck? And once again, we'll go back to the optionality and stuff. What if you were just a bag holder in the three thousand calls? I mean, holy, and you're looking at this thing. I don't even know what they went off the board yet. I don't have my op, uh, options platform open, but oh my gosh. You know, what if you paid 50, 60 bucks, 70, 80 bucks for those things? Those things are expensive. And then boom, I, I don't know. It's a slow leak. I'm just going to say, I'm going to keep 3,300. That's eight star resistance. I'm going to see where it closes today. And then I'm going to use that as a gauge for what the big boys do. If it closes, let's say it closes at 3,100, then that's my gauge. If it holds 3,100, goes back, takes out the 3,300, then, hey, it's back on. But if it, you know, whatever it holds, whatever the close is today, that's to me, I mean, it's just such a big move. But uh, right back here. Yeah. Right back up here. I mean, that's. I'm glad you did that, Dennis. And I know I don't you know don't if I'm going to be much. happy in the long run. Maybe eventually Amazon's five thousand, and I got spooked out, you know, in this, you know, little bear market that we're in here right now, which we are, you know. And don't kid yourself; this is a bear market, um, despite what the indices and spy will tell you. Um, I just think, I, I just it's so much so fast, and this is the type of environment where you're selling stocks that are rallying significantly. You're you're happy you did it, and the gains go away. I mean, that's the problem with so many of these stocks that have had spikes on decent earnings reports. And then you look back and you're like, oh, they start to leak. I mean, even go and go to Google. I mean, we got right up there. Yeah. Two oh, days yeah. ago, we go to th- make a new all-time high or basically kiss a new all-time high right at resistance, 3040. It opens up there, never looks back. And now we've dropped 200 handles. I mean, from the clo- at the close, we are bouncing back here this morning. But I mean, it's given back over half of it, just like that on a split, you know, on, on a 24-1 split. This is how crappy this market is right now so if you're loading up and going on margin and thinking we're going back to all-time highs this price action's telling you that's not the case and maybe it's wrong and maybe you're going to be right and maybe you want to be on margin and you want but i'll tell you i'm not going to be there's a lot of tells here right now cameron with great charts a couple days ago showing you these wicked rallies we get in these bear markets i feel like it's just the calm still the calm before the storm i think it's going to get ugly here eventually and that's why I'm raising cash. And that's why I continue to sit on cash. But I don't want to go all cash because nobody knows anything. I'm going to repeat it again. We're just guessing. We're guessing. And we could easily, inflation could easily just start ripping again. And, well, you got to own something. You can't own cash. And maybe they jump into stocks and everything starts blasting off again. And maybe we go back to all-time highs. If you got a 25-year time horizon, maybe you're buying dips right now in your long-term portfolio. Maybe it's not a bad idea. But I just think there's a lot of uncertainty here right now. And that makes me nervous as an investor. Uh, Microsoft, too. I mean, just, I mean, it had the report. You know, it had the rep. I mean, this thing got nowhere near back all-time highs, right? Great partici- report, too. Yeah, great report. That, you know, because of Mr. Market, that leaked yesterday. But it just, you know, you have, that's the biggest, you know, you had a down month. I know it closed back up in January. You're working on another red candle. You just haven't seen, like, a big red, I mean, you know, now you're working on your second red candle. It's just looking like people are just ringing the register. It's been a historic run uh, in Microsoft. And then what was the other? Oh, the other thing I just wanted to mention is you want to talk about horrible price action. 
if you're thinking of buying Facebook, by all means, go ahead, pick the bottom of this. It drops $88, and the rebound is $0.85. Cents. Yeah, I was going to say, hey, silver lining, we got to bounce. But, uh... You got a $0.85 cents after pay, dropping? It, it PayPal, same thing. I mean, it's making, yeah. oh. you know, made new lows again. I mean, this is this is never, again, in all markets. When you're buying the first day, usually it gets worse. So I will tell you, this isn't just to a bear market. This is in bull markets too. When you have companies that come out and disappoint earnings, it's rarely done in one day. There is often opportunities on day three, day four, because it just continues to wash out. But rarely is that first day the the low. In, and unless you're in a stock that's just like, you know, in a full, you know, bull rally and it's just, you know, a correction into it. But when you get like these misses, it's taken out, making new 52-week low. So I'll, I'll correct myself. A stock gapping down on earnings, making a new 52-week low, it never usually is the low that day. It usually continues lower and usually you get a chance to buy it even cheaper. People learning the hard way with PayPal. People learning yesterday the hard way with Facebook. Do I think the low of the move is in on Facebook? No, I do not. Um, I, and Facebook, I mean, the, the amount that Facebook fell yesterday, I'm trying to find a good comparison right now. It basically fell the equivalent of an entire Comcast or an entire Verizon, a little bit more than that, actually. How but much? How much market cap got two hundred two hundred and thirty-two billion dollars? It, it it fell the equivalent of 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 of, of Costco. Yeah. It fell an entire Costco, the company, not a store. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and here's the problem. Like Mark makes made a good point on it too. I think Facebook's going to be a buy at a certain point in time. I probably will buy it at a certain point in time because when these things get in these major holdings get killed, but there is competition coming for their core businesses. And the meta thing is a ways away. You know, maybe eventually the metaverse is going to be Facebook's going to rule the metaverse, and we're going to be like, wow, what an opportunity it was to buy it at two hundred and thirty eight dollars. But I think the metaverse revenues, and it's so far away, like we're so, you know, I think maybe we look 10 years from now, we're all doing, you know, more things in the metaverse, but I don't think the metaverse is coming tomorrow. And I think a lot of these companies that you're betting on that this is going to be the way to play it. And there's good ways to play it, um, but I, I, I wait, just wait, not, wait, I'm wait, not a full believer in it yet. I'll just say that. Maybe I'm going to be wrong, but I'm wait. not a full on like, yeah, we're going to be doing all the things. We're going to put on our goggles. And we're going to be swinging in the air. We're going that. to do all these things. It, to me, looks like a video game. How do you it swim in the metaverse? Look like, well, you can. You'll just I'll be in a pool, Joel, and you'll be going oh, like this. You'll be like, on. oh, this is so refreshing. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. I guarantee they already have that. But this is just like, remember like Wii on Nintendo? Do you remember the Nintendo Wii? Remember how, cool that was? remember how cool it was when it came out? It was awesome. Cool. I had a Nintendo Wii, and they you're swinging your remote. You're doing this. I mean, it's this, you know, obviously just a souped-up version of that. So that's Wait. why I'm hard to like. I'm hard pressed to just go and and you know say that you know this is I've got to have all my money in this. You want to nibble into some of it. You want to have some you know speculative cash going into this stuff. I'm fine with it. But if you're all in on the metaverse. I don't know if personally I would be doing that. Wait, I have a question. Is Facebook or sorry, is Meta a value stock now? Yeah, it was it always was. Facebook was a value stock at P of twenty two. It's been a value stock for a while. Is it a value trap? Is I, I, a better I thought, question. I thought that was gonna be I thought that was gonna get some laughter, I guess not. It, is is uh, it is it a value trap is the better question. 
because the PE is 18 and everybody in my stream is telling me how can you go wrong when it's got a PE less than the market multiple now. Well, yeah. the biz core businesses are under attack. Going down. And not and the revenue isn't growing. I mean, that's not, you know, that cheap then because you see core some core businesses that revenues don't grow and the PEs can trade a hell of a lot lower than that. So I don't know. I, I want to own Facebook at a certain point in time. I think if you're if you have a 25 year time horizon, you're buying a 237. I think you're going to make money because I think Zuckerberg's smart. Eventually, I think you will eventually, but I think you're going to get it cheaper here yet. So I don't yeah. think you need to hurry here. I don't think it's bouncing back to 290, 300 tomorrow unless Bill Ackman comes <laughs> and buys a big and buys a big position right. here overnight. Right. And tweets out about right. it because I Speaking never thought this, I'd be able to this, get let's move on to, Zuckerberg at these prices. Let, let's move on to Snapchat here. Snapchat saw Meta's lack of use user growth and they said we see your lack of growth and we raise you 20 percent year over year user growth because that's what snapchat said last night also their very first quarter where they're profitable on a net income basis you can always you know, nitpick profitability you can look at ebitda net income whatever but it was their first quarter profitable on a net income basis so hey kudos to snapchat and again user growth maus up uh, 20, I'm sorry, DAUs, daily active users, up 20% year over year. And then real fast, uh, the the EPS and the revenue uh, both came in above estimates while we're at it. So, hey, good report. Yeah, the bar, and this is what I was saying, and I was like, I don't like Snap long term, but I was like, I think it bounces just because the bar was set so low. I had no idea that it would bounce 60% at one time. I know it's up 40 now, but it was up 60 last night. I had no, I way underestimated the power of a bounce. So I wish I would have bought it long going into it. I couldn't because I still don't like the company long-term, but it just was so oversold. Facebook literally, the bar was like under the ground. They just had to walk on the ground to get over. And then it was an okay report. It was a pretty decent report. So it wasn't like if Facebook wouldn't have got slaughtered, Snap wouldn't have been up as much as it was. But Snap was down. You know, let's let's give this perspective. Snap was $32 before Facebook reported. And then they pounded the hell out of it down to 24 which was just ridiculously overdone. This brings it back to 34 So it's probably in the right spot because you had an okay report and the stock was 32 two days ago. So you get back to really where, you know, these highs are 34 People paying 40 last night, that's an overshoot. You're paying up 60% in this market? Don't chase, man. Don't chase. So, you know, is it going to continue higher from here? I don't know. I feel like it's where it should be, 32, 34 for now. I think when we look at Snap a couple years from now, five years from now, I think it's lower. So in case of, like, I don't want to, like, Facebook five years from now, I think is higher. Snapchat five years from now, unless they completely reinvent themselves, I think it's lower. But maybe they get new products. Maybe they get involved with Metaverse. Maybe, you know, Snapchat can figure it all out. And then maybe I'll change my opinion. But right now, I would rather own Facebook than Snapchat. But I'm not touching either. Um, I contacted uh, Matt Tuttle last night to see if I could start an inverse ETF. Uh If if Dennis and Spencer both agree on the same thing. Or Spencer. Uh, Mitch, could could you help me out here? You were missed not to at least acknowledge the effect that Facebook is having on other stocks here this morning, uh, Pinterest and Snapchat and Twitter, but Pinterest and Snapchat in particular, because they report earnings. Well, Pins reported, didn't it? The bar is low. Oh, wait, Pins reported last night. On the other hand, I really don't think it matters. I really think (laughs) there's probably nothing that they can say that would turn the tide right now for either of them. Okay. Uh, Pinterest, Joe and I talked about this on the At The Close yesterday. 
they have their own issues. They, they, they've had a number of key executives leave in the last few months. Um, if, if Facebook cited Apple's privacy policy last night, Snapchat has already cited that. Pinterest has already cited that. So they will probably just continue to blame that. And um, also, you know, these are advertising-based businesses. And when you have the supply chain problem and you can't get product out, why would you advertise, right? So, uh, Dave, that's been cited as well previously. Facebook said that last night in their report. So I think the the, the bar is low. And I, I think there's frankly no reason to 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 look at any look at Pinterest or Snapchat on the long side. Yeah. yeah. All good. right. So that's a show. Oh my god, that might be the worst call on the show of all time. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Wait, all wait, right. wait, 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 wait. I don't want to play the whole thing. But Dennis, you you uh, later on in the clip, you said that you thought it might be worth two billion dollars. But what did I say? That's that's in the, no, I know. No, that, you that's said, disingenuous. You said the low bar. You I said, said the low four bar. times. I think it bounces. So I was arguing with I Spencer, agree. I agree. and then I said I would not touch his long run because I think it's a lot lower. So I'm going to say the same thing. I actually called this. I call you a did. lot of crap bad, you but did. I, I called a bounce. On I did. Stock. I know. I know. So I, know. I mean, just because I said long term, okay. I wouldn't touch uh, it, and I think it's worth a hell of well, a lot let, less let than it's trading at. Uh, Joel, Joel said at the on the at the close yesterday, Spencer, hey, you were right, and I was like, well, I'm not right yet. I'm <laughs> you not, did. You I'm did. not. I'm not wrong yet either. Give me until I the, think you're going to be right in the long run. Give here. me until the close today. At least. <laughs> you know, we're we're going to give you longer than that. <laughs> we'll give you a lot. All right. Uh, I don't think I just, I'm wrong yet. <laughs> I'm sorry, Spencer. I just because I did my article on that, yeah, and and I yeah. put the Dennis's theory in about the low bar, and they we put that out. I mean, that um, article went out about twelve forty. But anyways, yeah. I got a level that I want to give you guys and All girls right. and gals, everyone trading the level of the day. Okay. 34 and a quarter. Holds 34 and a quarter. Okay. Let's go after 40. Let's go after 40. If it doesn't hold 34 and a quarter, I can absolutely give you no level in which I think it will be support at. Probably will hold on to its gains for the day. Needs to hold 34 and a quarter. And that's an easy one for you guys. Uh, Tuesday's high, 34.20. Or excuse me. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday's high, 34.20. Wednesday's high is 34 and a quarter. Enough said. That's it. We're done. Sorry, Spencer. Don't be mad at me, but that was just I, too good. I, I, thank I, you, Mitchy. I, I don't get mad. I don't get okay. mad about these things. Uh, okay, let's but, go. Let's get another one. I still think I'll be right. Pinterest is the same thing. Pinterest is the exact same thing as Snapchat. Low bar, and they, and they clear the low bar. It's and- all that matters. This market <laughs> yeah. is so stupid. It is. It's so simplistic. The bar goes low. You should just start a hedge fund that trades the the bar. Call the hedge fund the bar. And we buy stocks when the bar is low, and we sell stocks when the bar is high. But Pinterest, you know what? You'd probably outperform 99% of the money managers out there with that stupid strategy. But it works. It wait, wait, freaking works. Also, also, Pinterest had a user user decline. It had a decrease in active users. It doesn't matter, apparently. It doesn't matter because the bar was in the ground. They hammered everything. They're like, oh, my God, I never want to own a stock again. That's what happened. And then they're like, they had to go up. Everybody sold. <laughs> I knew this Spencer. was going to be a great segment. I was just, I was cracking. Lisa's like, "What are you laughing about last night?" And I'm like, "Oh, we're going to have a great segment on." Uh, I got it, and I got to hop off for two minutes. I know. I'm going to tell you one thing: it's going to be nuts. We're going to have some major volatility here. Well, you know, you I'm know, going why? wide. 
wide, wide. You know why it's going to be nuts? Because we have to, off this number, the entire world's going to decide whether we're going to have eight interest rate hikes this year or we're going into a recession. It's, it's one or the other. Yeah, it's one it's or the other. Eight or it's zero. Uh, yeah, there's nothing in between here. Um, I didn't get to do um, any snap or any pens numbers here. That's, I mean, 32 and change. I mean, that, wow, that there was nothing there on the dailies. But let's get a little bit more, you know, level-headed and think about 30 bucks. I mean, that would be, I, if it got up to back to 30, I don't know. It might, if I was training after hours, it probably wouldn't have gotten through 30. But uh, there's a double top there, 3008, 3027. So, all right, let's can pull, it get back up there. Get back up there. Let's pull up the S&P futures here. Here's what we have for as for our estimate for this uh, January jobs number. Our estimate is for non-farm payrolls to come in at around 150,000 jobs added. That would be. Uh, well below the December number of 199,000 jobs. Unemployment rate is expected to remain steady at 3.9%. Average hourly earnings expected to uh, decrease slightly um, month over month and uh, be up uh, half a percentage point year over year um, from 4.7% uh, to uh, 5.2%. Anyway, uh, watching for the number right now, I sorry, I, and ADP was weak. Well, let's not forget that. Sorry, ADP was weak uh, on Wednesday. Is it out? Is it out? I want to take a guess that it goes into the loss here. I'm gonna guess. Uh, four hundred sixty-seven thousand. Four hundred sixty-seven thousand. These numbers are all wackadoodle here. So again, that's a big, big, big beat on as far as jobs added. That how does that make any sense when you have people? Huh. People leaving their jobs left and right. Four million people left their jobs in December, but apparently in January we added four hundred and sixty-seven thousand new jobs. All right, whatever. Um, so, so ADP number, the ADP reported a a loss of three hundred thousand jobs in January. That that was out on Wednesday. Now today we're we're finding out that we added a hundred. I'm sorry, four hundred and sixty-seven thousand non-farm jobs added this makes no sense this makes absolutely no it fits sense right, right in now. it fits right in with the market <laughs> i mean it fits in with everything else this is, uh, this is ridiculous the unemployment rate uh four four percent so it's made above the 3.9 percent estimate but what is go- even going on right now seriously this economic data makes no sense uh well i'm letting it shake out here um my first the first, like, my first gut is, oh, my God, the economy's heating up, rapid inflation, right? Oh, my God, we are going to have to raise interest rates 10 times this year because of the rampant inflation. So that, you know, because the economy's overheating. Uh, so you just spiked down to 54.50. I'm just looking at yesterday's low, 44.62, and that's the level of control. If we could get back, and I mean, this thing's going to dip and doodle, whatever, uh, but 44.62 is a reset of uh, yesterday's low. So it holds 44.62. Maybe you could get a tad bullish. Um, here's the here's the, the thing that I don't like, guys and yeah. gals and girls, is that, you know, I love my dailies. Where Where's daily support in this? Where, where's the daily support? 
the daily support, I mean, it will find a number in between there. We can't go all the way back down to Monday's low. No, I'm not going to say that. 43.95.50, not in the 45 handle, not in the 44 handle, but in the 43 handle, 43.95.50. That's your next daily low, folks. I mean, I can't in 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 good in good faith say, oh yeah, I like uh, you know, forty four forty or forty four thirty or forty four twenty. So that's it. You gotta it it the market that that overnight sell off was the tell. Here you go, rising interest rates. Gold doesn't make any difference to gold. Gold's flat. I don't know. We'll have to see. I have a feeling we might not uh, hear from uh, Triple D for a little bit here. Someone, but, someone in the chat asked what the labor participation rate was. It was 62.2%. All you need to know about that is that pre-COVID, we were at like 63.4. And at the lowest, we got down to like 60. Too. So we're we are slowly but steadily getting back to the pre-COVID labor participation rate levels. It's going to take a while though. So it did increase a little bit from sixty-one point nine percent to to sixty-two point two percent from December to January. But still, this this non-farm payrolls figure is is, is a head scratcher. We'll have to look at the report and see where those jobs came from. But uh, you are seeing, I mean, the S and P futures. It's just really just reversal. Literally, it's a reverse reverse situation. We have a cha-cha slide thing going on reverse reverse for the whole market everything is just going down look at the banks all going higher look at the tlt going lower uh banks aren't ripping that much i mean jp morgan's up 11 cents uh you know i i'm no economist in fact i took economics pass fail at michigan and i barely passed it so i i can't make heads or tails out of this job data or what you know what the all i know is that you had bad price action last night and you're getting bad price action right now. So that's it. There is that. That's it. That's all I have to say. If we want to go back to uh, oh. start covering uh, Triple and, D, we might not see him for a week. No, this, this is dramatic. He's in a fast market. This, this is, is uh, this yeah. is thank, it. So. Thank you, thank you, Thad. I, I didn't see the the December revision. Man, it, if they're going to revise these numbers up from a hundred thousand to, they don't know what they're doing. What is even going on out there? How? The, the entire premise here is that we have to trust the numbers. And if we don't no, we trust don't. that, then we have nothing. And But how can you trust the numbers when they're revising it from 100,000 to 500,000? What, what are we supposed to – how are we supposed to interpret that information? It's impossible. It's impossible. We're getting, we're getting some uh, comments here from uh, PJ Shannon. Unemployment benefits ran out, so people have to go back to work. Um, also unemployment does not count the peeps that fall out after the max amount of time. Uh, a lot of different, a lot of different factors there. Didn't we hear like 43 million people quit their jobs or something? No, I, no it, wasn't, I, it I wasn't 43. It was, it was four, a, 4 million it was four, or whatever. It was 4.3, I think. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to square that circle. How can 4.3 million people quit their jobs? And at the same time, we add half a million jobs last month. I, I guess they're they're comparing different months or comparing December to January, but still, I mean that's a big discrepancy there. Uh, anyway, um, oh yeah, I, I didn't even look at the average hourly earnings. How how were those? Average hourly earnings uh, up um, five point. That was in line actually. Oh no, I'm sorry, it wasn't. It was better. Average hourly earnings up five point seven percent year over year versus a five point two percent estimate. Uh, they are also uh, up month over month. So. 
I don't know what to, how to make heads or tails of this report. It, it is a bit of a head scratcher. All I know is that tech is selling off. That's all I know here. Tech well, the, the, you know what? Here's Ray, Hike, Ray Hike coming tomorrow. But here's the concerning thing. What what are your banks doing? I mean, oh. I, I I mean, unless they're bid up and not trading, I still see JP Morgan flat at one forty eight seventy. Now it's down fourteen cents. So you know the. You know what's what's the TLT doing? Let's see what that's yeah, doing. It's dropping like a rock. yeah, yeah. All indications are saying that the banks should be going up, right, for higher interest rates, unless they're just worried about you know. And once again, I'm getting way over my head here, but you know, less margins on the yield curve for them to do arbitrage. I I, I don't know. We got a too bad we didn't get a real economist on here today. But you know what? <laughs> As we oh. All you need to do is look at the price action, right? And the price action is not good. It wasn't good last. And it's been too volatile all week. The price action wasn't good last night. Who knows? We could go down, end up green by 87 handles today. But so far, not seeing anything good. And then I'll stick with that number. Uh, Monday's low, 43.95.50. That's all I, right. that's all um, I can give you. I, and I just pulled up Amazon, Snapchat, and Pinterest. Uh, Pinterest, watch out. It's going back to where it started yesterday. Uh, Is it? I mean, it's at $26 right now. We got that Oh, 30- you got to be kidding me. That already gave it all back? Not all of it, but almost all oh, of yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep, look at that. Oh, yeah. What about um they're still holding on though? At last I looked, Snap was still holding on. So uh yeah, Snap and Amazon are holding up a little bit better here. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. I mean they Amazon's are. got more room to fall, frankly. Uh so I don't All know. All right. Well listen, we I got twenty two minutes. I don't uh triple D might be on back on the show on Tuesday. <laughs> um, it's scratcher there. So yeah. okay, it, it's okay. Here's the bottom line. It's a good report, but good news <laughs> is bad news because good news means we're getting more rate hikes, right? Is that is that the is that the thought process here? I guess so. I guess we're not going into a recession. Like all those bows. Oh, I, I think I already took my barons up, uh, upstairs to throw away. Uh, but you know, maybe that maybe this is as great as you know. Maybe this is just a sign of things to come, and we're just kind of we're going to add a million jobs next month. Actually, we're going to have to re-import people, right, to bring them in because we're going to need to fill all the jobs. So yeah, that's it. Right. bouncing a little bit, uh, only down 10 and a quarter now. Uh, look at yesterday's low, 44.62 as uh, as uh, potential resistance. Okay. Let's, uh, there's yeah, a bunch a few of more, uh, few more stocks on my list, and then we'll get Yeah, let's go. All right. I want to go to Unity. They had earnings last night. Ticker U. Uh, EPS came in a little bit above the estimate. They lost five cents per share versus an estimate of a seven cent loss estimate. So they beat that number by two cents. Sales came in higher as well, three fifteen versus two ninety five million dollars. They gave Q one sales guidance above the estimates. They gave uh, fiscal year sales guidance also above estimates, and uh, it's moving the same direction as everything else is now. So <laughs> it's tech. One twelve, man. I just with the price action here, you know. Do you really think you're going to see one twelve today? I don't think so. In fact, I would just if you know if I was long this thing and I try to look at like positions, like the, you know, like if I had it on, I'd be I'd be hoping for one ten forty one. I mean that that was your high on Thursday. Actually, this 110 area was kind of stocked the day before, 108.91, and then 110.41. So 110, 
That's a good level. Coming back on the downside, you have a nice gap up. If you're looking uh, for a gap fill, the top of yesterday's range comes in at 98.80. All right. And then I want to hit bill.com, ticker B-I-L-L. Also, uh, tech, growthy name. Their earnings uh, was okay. Actually, I think the stock made a huge move after hours. Uh, let me check on some numbers here. Yeah. Uh Top line, bottom line, above estimates. Uh, they guided for a narrower loss this fiscal year. Um, looks like revenue came in well above estimates. So anyway, uh, looks like a good report for Bill. How's it? How's it do? Oh, I just want to say this comment yeah. from uh, Michael T. This is the best trading live show. Listening to all three of you makes me feel so good every day. No, I'm glad that we can feel. I yeah, because we're not always feeling so good. So all right, do that. B i l l. Bill.com. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you can't be either got to be up 30 or down 30, right? Um, this is a nice move. I don't know about the pre market. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'll just, what's sticking out at me? Uh, 220. If you get a rally back up to 220. Two daily highs here. You had your, your opportunity at 220 for just a, just a little bit in the after hours. Uh, the top of yesterday's range. Doubt if you're going to see that. That's 179.98. Looks like a little like someone maybe wants to own this thing around 205, but that's certainly not my bet out there at 205. All right, and then we'll go to Ford here. Uh, speaking Ooh. of uh, companies that had a low bar to clear, Ford had a pretty high bar to clear. Their earnings came into light, their sales came in above estimates, and their guidance for the for the year was in line with the estimate there. They also said that, check this out, they said on average buyers paid $51,000 for new Fords last quarter. I, I don't know what it is historically, but that seems what, what? awfully high. $51,000 on average. For what? For, for all, across the Ford fleet. For all their for like that's the average price of a new Ford. The prices of cars are nuts, Joel. Fifty one thousand dollars. I went for a drive through the parking lot because I had to get um uh, some service on my minivan, and I was like looking at the stickers in the window. I was like, "What world are we in?" I'm like looking at every pickup with a seventy five thousand dollars sticker, and I'm like, <laughs> "Is this for real?" I'm like, and then I'm looking at one pickup. It's like ninety eight thousand dollars. It's like a hundred grand for a pickup. This is Canadian. So you got to knock off the quarter, wow. but I mean, like, I I don't even understand car prices right now. It's gone nuts. Like, you know, people who are still saying the inflation, I mean, it is just so everywhere. But you know, anyways, I I actually sold half of my Ford because I just was nervous. <laughs> um, so I've got still got half the Ford. I sold half the Ford and half the Amazon. That was what I did in the long term portfolio. Yay! <laughs> I don't know if they were good news warm. or not, but I sold Ford higher than this, and I sold Amazon higher than this. So. Feeling okay about those sales. Again, it seems like you sell something, you're happy about it. Hours later sometimes. You know what? I never do this. I've never owned any cars, okay? But I just, you know, we have very low miles on all these leases, and I know you overpay, you know, when you, when you buy them after a lease. But I did that I did, and had the cash. I did that on uh, three cars, and I had Dana do it too. And uh, and Lisa's car, I don't know. I think she's had it for three years. It has like fourteen thousand miles on it or something. And uh, we did that. So I'm like, 
whatever. I drive an old car. I don't care. Well, I don't go anywhere, but I mean, I'm so glad I'm not out. The prices the, are uh, nuts. Yeah. I, like I'm we were so- saying it before, like I could turn around. I bought a 2018 F-150. I could probably turn around and almost sell that for what I bought it for. There's some people that are selling and buying and that the cars they bought a year ago, and they're actually making money on them. I mean, that's absurd to think that you buy a car, drive for a year and a half, and turn around and sell it and make money on it. What world are we in when that happens? But that's where we're at right now. Because when you're seeing those $90,000 pickups, and I think I bought mine for like 55 or something, probably mine's like brand new going for like 80, 85. <laughs> So, I mean, you think, like, I probably could get 50 or 55 for a Canadian. We're talking Canadian prices, so knock off the 25%. But it's crazy the world we're in right now. So, this Triple D, what is... is just not... We haven't seen stuff like this since the 80s. I know. So, I know. like, when's the last time we've had inflation like this? And, I mean, that's where... Take it right back to the jobs number. The reason, you know, you've got this happening is, like, people can get a job. Anybody can get a job right now. I mean, there's yeah. people quitting their jobs. There's a labor shortage right now. This this is a tough, tough <laughs> environment yeah, that we're in. To in, in order today. in order to count as like a pay as a, a, a you know in the non-farm payrolls figure, someone has to get a job, right? There has to be, there has to be a new job added, right? So how do you have people leaving the workforce, and yet also you have like you're adding new jobs? It, it, it I, I don't know. I it, it makes to me it does not make sense. But um, anyway, so Triple D, we want to. Yeah, I know. yeah we, we, what did you see out there? <laughs> what did you see out there? Well, they just hammered stocks. <laughs> I mean, it, they hammered them really across the board. Not hammered, like I mean, we've been down. You know, we're down. So they 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 knocked twenty handles off of it. But it, there's just you know a a reason. Like it, it actually say this is a pretty good report, and you think, okay, well, this is good stuff. But now they're like, oh no, they're going to raise interest rates. So it's like exact opposite world from where we were a year and a half ago, where bad news was good news and good news is good news now we're in good news is bad news and bad news is bad news so i and mean no it's news what's the script it, yeah. it feels like it's this doesn't feel like a bull market anymore it hasn't felt like a bull market for a long long time it's not like it hasn't felt like a bull market for a week or a month i mean you've had this cascading sell and all the growth names for a year now it hasn't felt like a full-on bull market, rah-rah bull for a very long time. And that's, like, concerning. Has Is it changing? I mean, or are we going to eventually get back to that? Nobody knows the answer to that question. But, again, the uncertainty here, the reactions to, you know, finding the – we used to always find the silver lining. And now we are the opposite. We're always, like, Debbie Downer. And we'll find the reason to sell stocks. So, I don't know. It's a tough market. Like, it, I'm very disappointed. That you can come in today and the S&P can be flat and Amazon can be up 300 points. It's telling you that. The math has to add up. It's just telling you that, man, they are selling rips like like crazy. So I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared to be fully invested here right now. Scared to be fully invested. Uh, Amen. Yeah. All right. And, and maybe, maybe this is when you want to you know, think about Warren Buffett. You want to buy when other people are fearful. So maybe this is going to be the great buying opportunity of our lifetime. But if stocks were cheap, I would say that's right. Like, but stocks still aren't cheap is the problem. You know, we're scrambling around saying, look how cheap Facebook is, is 18 or 19 times. I mean, the P multiples on the S&P when it comes down to being cheap is 12, 11 yeah. times. 
you know, we have a range that the S&Ps trade in. There's charts out there. I don't know if we have any of those, Spencer. I'm throwing it on the spot. But, you know, when the, when the S&Ps are cheap, it's 10 times, 12 times, 13 times. If it gets really crazy, sometimes you get down below 10. When it's expensive, it's trading 20, 30 times. I mean, at one point in time last year, we were 32 times on trailing multiple. Again, earnings depressed because of COVID, so it wasn't a real number. But we're 24 times, 23 times, 22 times. Stocks weren't cheap. They're starting to get a little bit cheaper, but they're still not cheap. So just to come in here and say, yeah, I want to own all this stuff, Snapchat, 100 times earnings, I'm like, what are you buying? 100 times earnings. Sounds scary to me. Yeah, on your prediction that the low of the move wasn't in in Facebook, um, it did get below yesterday. That, that, that well. prediction <laughs> came to fruition 15 minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Also, I, I don't know if anyone uh, watched the uh, – uh, we, we streamed the Snapchat earnings call on our channel last night. They talked a lot about uh, the virtual reality and, and, and augmented reality, like a lot on that call. So – they're also trying to get into this metaverse game. Who was uh, that? That, yeah, was that, was, that was Snapchat. Um, well, they gotta. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, their business is on. Don't kid yourself. Their core business is under attack, too. It's all these, like, what is cool today will not be cool tomorrow. You know, like, we start with Facebook was just awesome when it came out. Well, Facebook is smart enough that they kept getting to go to Instagram. They go to other things. They're trying to stay ahead of the curve. But then you have, you know, uh, uh, some of these other platforms, like think about some of these other platforms that have just went off the face of the earth. I mean, there's been so many social media platforms out there. That has to be so scary. The yeah. management has to continue to reinvent itself to stay relevant. So you want to invest in those good managers. And that's why I do believe Zuckerberg. I believe he's usually ahead of the curve and he's smart. I'd be more confident. I don't know the management of Snapchat. I'm not sure. At least they're talking about, you know, doing other things. And that's good news. But I can't pay 100 times earnings in this market for anything. So yeah. I'm not touching anything that is 100 times earnings. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, I uh, not that I agreed with a lot what uh, Mark Yusko had to say last week. But, you know, he was talking about, you know, the technology and what, you know, has been invested in. And, you know, the last, what, five, 10 years, social media. I mean, it's, uh, you know, pros and cons of free speech or whatever. But boy, oh, boy. Are these companies coming unraveled? I don't know if it's just the valuations. Be... Not maybe not even the companies coming unraveled. The valuations. The, the valuations that people were paying were just, you know, it was growth at any cost. It was classic Kathy Wood style. And a lot of retail got FOMO and they're jumping in. And, you know, and that's what we've had. And we've had an unwinding of that over the last year. But now we're starting to unwind in stocks that aren't even that expensive. I mean, I, I was talking about the value trade, you know, getting hot. And the value trade has held up fairly well i mean berkshire hathaway has been very impressive so the value stocks are still holding on but i even you know it's cheap stocks sometimes are getting hit so i, I don't even know what to say Murray. it doesn't feel like a bull market anymore though it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it do you feel in charge all right let's go to the chat drop your tickers for us we got ten, nine minutes left in 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 this part of the show uh after which uh mitch will hop on and uh we'll go from there uh, oh, we didn't talk about Clorox today. Um, I was looking at that chart, and it was just hugging support at 166. I think it was 166. How did it do? 
Uh, we talked about this on Benzinga Live yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, their earnings their earnings have been uh, decreasing. Well, pretty much since they had the huge COVID spike and uh, EPS light sixty six cents versus an eighty four cent estimate. Sales of one point seven versus one point six six bill. So that's fine. But what did the bottom line do? Not great. They guided uh, their sales for the sorry their EPS for the year uh, was also a big miss. Wow, they guided that their EPS for the year will be. Uh, between four and a quarter and four and a half dollars versus a five dollar and forty one cent estimate. They guided that for the year their sales will decline one to four percent. So again, COVID play, huge COVID play, and sales are coming back down to earth. Wow. This is margins getting squeezed. This is everything that I was saying about Clorox. I've said this for the last in Procter Gamble. Same dang story. Money's hiding in all these things. And eventually, this is the unraveling here in one stock of Clorox. Take a good look at this Clorox chart because eventually, I think Procter & Gamble is going to look similar. And Procter & Gamble is right now at all-time highs. So I'm calling it right now. That margins are getting squeezed in this type of stuff. Eventually, the money that is hiding in this will come out. I think in either scenario, if it really starts to get ugly, they'll start hammering the staples too. And if we go to rally and the growth starts coming out, they'll start to come out of this stuff too. The money's been hiding this, and I've been wrong about Procter & Gamble, but I've been saying it about Clorox here, and I think I don't want to own anything because right now, the consumer staples aren't cheap either. They are expensive, as about as as expensive as as expensive as they've been in years. So, I mean, some of these are trading 28, 30 times earnings. And yes, the earnings are stable. Yes, they have earnings no matter what kind of economy they're in. So that's why they're playing defense. But they are not cheap at all. If you're hiding in consumer staples, I think you're hiding in the wrong place. If you and money managers that have to stay invested, that's what they do. You understand what the big money does. They've got to be invested. Okay, I'm nervous about this market. I'm going to move it to Procter & Gamble. I'm going to move it to Coca-Cola because those are going to be safe in a down market. If the market really starts to get ugly, nothing is safe except U.S. dollars. And Clorox getting punished, deservedly so. 185 a week and a half ago. What are people thinking? Buying the stock up. I wish it was short it. I'm not. Um, am I buying the dip on Clorox? It's down 22 bucks. Some stock making a new 52-week low. Whenever a stock makes a new 52-week low, I say you got to go. There's absolutely no reason to own it. All right. Uh, let's it's go overdone, back. though. I will say it's overdone. <laughs> let's go to uh, back to some more tickers in the chat. Here's one that I totally forgot existed. Uh, Columbia Sportswear. Who who mentioned this in the chat right now? C O L M. This was from. Um, who threw this out there? I totally forgot this stock was even a thing. Um, you know, I got a yeah, Columbia it, Sportswear coat. I still have one from like ten years ago. This things last forever. Yeah, it's, my a, winter coat. it's a it's a good brand. Oh it's yeah, a, they last forever. It's man. a really good brand. Anyway, I've not looked at this stock in a very long time. Forgot it existed. It's bid up this morning. It must have reported. I didn't have oh, it on my you list. Know you know what? I think it did report. Hold it on. had to do something because it's a bit up this morning. Yeah, hold on. I got. I see it as well. It's uh, traded yeah. 100 oh. shares. Oh, hey, they reported and they raised their dividend from 26 cents to 30 cents a share. I mm. kind of like, so I've been bearish and talking bad about a lot of stocks here. Not saying I'm going to jump in and Columbia Sportswear, but I kind of still want to own a little bit of retail here eventually. <gasps> so I kind of like the retailers. I do think that. I, I don't think we're going into a recession. I do think people are going to continue to spend money. I do think some of the retailers are cheap. So I don't follow Columbia Sportswear enough to even analyze the fundamentals. I have such stock that I would trade once a year. 
So, you know, I'm not going to give my analysis on this one, but I'll just say traditional retail, I kind of like, if you're getting the pullbacks here in traditional retail, I kind of like those pullbacks. Uh, it's just trading. This is not a bad looking stock. You have some daily lows to lean on, a lot of red candles. I, I don't know if anybody trades this thing, but if uh, you maybe get it unchanged and you want to lean on the recent low of the move, that's not a bad risk reward ratio. Just, you know, even to get back half of this move. Worth noting, we are coming into retail earnings season starting, I think, next week. Definitely the week after. I think they're going to be good. I think the retail earnings are going to be good. There's a reason that Kohl's gets, you know, the, and obviously it's come down from there because they haven't actually. But there's a reason that activists yeah. are sniffing around. There's a reason. These things are cheap. So I just as much as I was saying stocks aren't cheap, some of these retailers are ridiculously cheap. I mean, what's Macy's trading? Like? Seven times earnings. Uh, yeah, Macy's is pretty cheap. Macy's is at uh, seven. Wow, very good guess. There's a reopening trade going to happen here eventually. I don't want to own stocks really right now in this environment, but I tell you, if I was going to own stocks, it'd be retail. I think the retailers actually, or it's some, some of the traditional ones are actually cheap. So I think you're going to see more of this, even consolidation, even more activist action, because these things are cheap enough to have that action you don't get activist action in a snapchat because there's not there's nothing it's nothing just there. too expensive yeah <laughs> but you get it when stocks just get cheaper and cheaper they're like okay well there's core value here activists are value investors activists come in takeovers yeah. happen because stocks get too cheap so when you look at from management perspective you know stocks get too cheap they get taken over stocks that have 100 pe's get taken over by other stocks and 100 PEs when we're in bull markets. That doesn't happen in bear markets. It doesn't happen in this market. So if you're looking for stocks that are ripe for takeovers, some of these cheap retail stocks could potentially happen. All right. And Paul's saying I was bearish. Listen, I'm bearish certain stocks. I'm bullish certain stocks. It's my That's job it. as a so It makes a market. And you guys come here. I try to teach. But when you want opinions today, you're asking for opinions. I'm giving strong opinions here. <laughs> so what did I just say? Let's sum up. You know, we'll do the whole, uh, what is it, Lee Iacocca. Then you say, tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them. And then tell them what you told them. Too so, okay. I'll tell you what I told you today right. was I don't want to own nosebleed crap. I don't want to own dreams. I don't want to own nothingness. I want to own somethingness. Stocks with PEs under 10, 9, 8, 7 are, have been traditional value traps for a while. But I think if we start to turn it around, it's going to be those stocks that lead us out. So I'm still all about value here and not buying the beaten down growth names. That's what I'm telling you. Um, I'm looking for any uh, of these quote-unquote value names on the top of my movers tool this morning, and I see none of them. So uh, it's, it's just not a morning for for now. Uh, There's nothing. No, yeah. I'm not saying day trading. Well, no, today. no, no. I know. I'm just trying to get a head start on this. But the, what is up here today? And you're struggling to find stocks up now because all those techs that we were talking about that were green earlier have turned red. The banks are trading higher I for Joel Alconin's point that he made that I was listening to I found when one. I was trading there is this report makes it easier. It's more ammo for the Fed to raise rates. So that is why you're seeing the banks trade higher this morning. I'm looking at my screen right now. I have Amazon green. I have Unity Software green. Both reports, great reports. Oil is green. Oil seems to be green every stinking day. And obviously a lot of value there too, saying the value trade in the banks. And I mean, the banks are value trades too. The oil and, and banks, the P is under 10. 
So the forgotten sector is probably retail. If you're just looking at, you know, yeah, this is still point. a sneaky value market, whether you like it or not. It's the market we have. Berkshire Hathaway almost made an all-time high yesterday. It was 1% off of an all-time high. We are still in this value-oriented market where money managers are looking to buy stocks with lower PE multiples. It sucks to, you know, come in and, you know, say, we you know, the story stocks of 2020. And if you have all those stocks and you've been getting killed in it, I mean, it's about diversification to a certain extent. You should have a little bit of both. You know, maybe if you're all value, maybe you're using this opportunity to maybe add a little bit of growth to your portfolio. But um, value is still winning right now. And yeah. I don't see that changing anytime soon. All right, guys, I'm going to let you guys uh, finish it up. I'm going to join uh, Sean Udall here. And he says he, he's ready to buy some stocks. I'll be interested to see Whoa. what he has to say. All right, catch you over at premarketprep.com. But he's a value guy, too. Yeah. So, I yeah, over at premarketprep.com. He'll probably be talking the value tax. I want to bring up this chart. Uh, this is the S&P 500 against the S&P 500 value ETF, uh, IVE. So, yeah, it is winning by a little bit. And I only went arbitrarily back to the, you know, the end of October. You could, you know, mess with the time frame and change the results here. But, uh, yes, you have to look under the – I don't know what the top holdings in IVE are. Off by itself head. is – value to a certain extent too. to some extent to some you got extent. it put ive versus arkk well that's not a fair comparison this okay. is because it's growth versus value it's a perfectly fair comparison uh, yeah but... oh there you go value winning just a little bit just a little bit <laughs> no but ivy but just uh, a little gap uh, uh, no, no, no a fair comparison come on a fair comparison is like the qqq because not really like, because you because... want to know why What's the PE? Okay, so yeah, Microsoft and Apple have got an elevated there, but it's like 27, 28. It's not super growthy. But ARK is growth on steroids, and uh, IVE is just a, your generic old value fund. So uh, again, I don't know what's in it, I, but I don't know. ARK needs to hold the lows. I think it does. I think you're going to see, you know, when you get down that 64, 65 in the ARK names, I think they have another bounce because it was just, you know, a quick three-day sell-off where, you know, we rallied 20%. We came all the way back down. I don't see ARK taking out the lows today. We're down another dollar here, you know, 68. I think you get near that 64, 65. I think there's a bounce play there. But again, longer-term hat on. I still like that. Someone has to do the NASDAQ versus the Dow. There you go. The DIA, your diamond ETF is your Dow Jones ETF. Your And that's value. DIA is value. value. A lot lot of lower multiple stocks. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Uh, Money Mitch, come on down, please. We want to bring you on the show for the next few minutes. And, uh, and, and let you run through stocks on your radar. And then what's going to happen is at 9.15, oh, he's got the tunes going. At 9.15, we're going to end this show going over to All Access. But we're going to start that show by just Mitch and I hanging out through the open, doing some live trading, talking through the open, seeing what's up, what's down. So we're going to do that next in addition to the subsequent interviews after that. So I'll see you guys over. On our next show, which is going to start off with just Mitch and I hanging out, talking through some trades and some stocks. So, uh, Mitch, what's on your radar today? Let's do it. Let's do it. It's time for. Let's go, baby. I think that's your headphones, though, Spencer. I don't think it was too loud. Music was loud there. Let's go ahead. Let's get it. 
All right, guys, let's take a look here. I'm still shorting on Roblox here. This was a swing trade. Uh, it was a day trade that became a swing trade yesterday. Uh, I did see that short report put out. I looked a little bit more into it. Um, I don't think it's really like off too much you know usually short reports get a little bit extreme um i think that in this case they're kind of on top of it a little bit here uh roblox all the way down towards 60 30s here our entry was at 62 40s um we did take some profit into the first move uh, we still have half the shares left one swing trade that isn't working well so we have one that's working one that isn't let's get into the one that isn't working well that i'm going to cut it here um was, i have a stop right now set at 1980s here for carnival that's going to be a a little bit over 20 dollars loss uh we had 20 shares there from 2089 uh, so a little bit over 20 dollars loss there but uh, the roblox trade definitely keeping us into play here uh gonna get probably stopped out right here at the gates here uh, but we'll see what happens. What's going on in the chat? How are we doing out there? Show me the money, they said. Said straight, man. Let's get it. It was loud. Hey, well, let's keep it going, guys. Loud as... Let's go. Let's go. Wake on up. Wake up, calm. Isn't this, this is time to get to the bell. Let's go ahead. Let's get to it, guys. All right. Short snap. Eh, that's not a bad one to take a look at. I'll take a look at some of the short trades. If you guys want to throw up some stock, throw them up in the chat. All right. So... Uh, I was looking to see if potentially we we're going to get into some reopening trades, but let's go ahead. Let's take a look at some short opportunities. EMPH is one I'd call out for a short opportunity. If you take a look here, we're going to take a look at the daily chart. You can see on the daily chart, you've had those bounces on up. You've had a, quite a, a couple of resistance touch here. I think we could take out the 130.68 and really come back down towards the 120s here, especially if we're going to have a weak open. And you can see here, we're already dropping through that level here. I wanted to see it hold that 134 because I wanted to get short around there through that 130. But definitely that bottom line, EMPH, you guys can take a look. Solar name, of course. Also, you can take a look at maybe Sun Power to kind of get that drop also. So you can take a look at this one. I would watch to see if we could break through the lows here. If you take a look here on the daily, you also see that bottoming action. It looks like it wants to just take out the bottom here. Uh, so if it takes out 1470s, you guys can look at that one. Let's keep going with another one. You can take a look at Hood. Hood is one that I'm taking a look at because it is on up, but I, I really don't think it's going to last here. I think it could break through 1349s here and get that hard downside action. What's going on out there, Ali? You're scalping the spy. That's what I like to hear, guys. If you guys can do me the favor before we get into some other stocks here, definitely hit the like on up. Support the shows right here on Benzinga's YouTube. And, of course, guys, up next, we're going to be getting into some live trading. So you guys smash the like, and we'll get into also some all-access stocks. Let's keep it going, guys. We need we have over 1,300 people here. We should have 1,000 likes. Let's get it going, guys. What's up out there, guys? Uh, another one. Uh, let's start taking a look at some positive trade, right? Um, you can take a look at oil. I did see mentioned in the chat some oil stocks there. Uh, Ollie mentioning XOM, Shell. You could definitely take a look at those. My call out is going to be on the Chevron Corp. I've been watching this 136 hold multiple times. So you guys see here on CVX, we're going to look for the Chevron Corp to break out through 136 today, getting on up there towards 137. Of course, why could this happen? I'm keeping on watch. Of course, the one thing that I would warn for traders out there right now is Russia. If Russia really gets heavy into, let's say, war, 
then that's where I could see these investments really getting hit. And all of a sudden the SPY dropping, let's say five, 10%, even in one day. So I would be careful out there for you long-term investors. Definitely keep it on watch, but this is going to keep oil keeping riding on up. I would say, look at Gush. Gush, I have a 118.25 mark that we're going to look for a breakout through and then up for a move towards 120. So that's four points up. Look for Gush to take that move and go up towards the upside. Like always, guys, we want to go ahead and keep on going here. Let's go. Let's go. What other stocks can we look at maybe on the short side? Hubs is one that I'd call out. Uh, you guys can see here multiple resistance here holding up the rule of three coming into play. I'll look for this to take out 415 on the downside. This is a more expensive stock, but if you're looking for maybe some options out there, I'd maybe look for a put option on hubs. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going. Let's look at team. Team is another one I'd look at for to break down through the 284s. You can see some downside action on that and continue to see it leak out out. Um, and, and another area of BGFV is the one that I'm looking for to start cracking on down. It's been sideways for a long time here. Doesn't want to come back up through the 20s. I think it heads down towards the 1750s today, and that could be a good winner. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's get into stocks from you guys out there. So I'm going to roll on up, and I'm just going to try to go quickly through these. I'm not going to give too many levels, but I'll just try to see what we see out there. All right, guys, what's going on out there? Let's go ahead. Let's start rolling through it. What do we see here? All right. Let's go. Let's go, guys. All right. So someone's saying they're long DWAC. Let's take a look at the DWAC. Um, I'd be careful with this, guys. Um, it, 85 needs to kind of break above here. Uh, multiple resistance on up there. If it does come back, it could come back all the way towards 66. I'd be careful on that stock, but like always, make your own risk assessment. Let's keep going here. AMD being mentioned by Palm Beach Building Company. Hey, well, who knows? Maybe uh, are you Palm Beach, Florida? Let's keep going. Might have to come. Might let you know. Build me a house, man. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's see right here. A 119 bottom here. That's what I'd be watching here. Uh, if not, we could get back into this gap zone from the 24. If you see the Qs drop on out, you could see AMD get weak here. I would actually be looking for a longer term opportunity. If we could come back towards this 100 mark, we'll see what happens on AMD there. NEE. Nextera Energy, let's go ahead. Let's take a look here. Regulated electricity. It did get a pop on the first. Now you got a couple of sideways days. The real question is, can you hold that support down here at 7306? Do you come right on back up towards this trend line or do you or do you kind of flush through? I'd be watching this one. Of course, one of the ones that I was watching yesterday that was looking well was Duke. And that started getting in the right direction. So if you want to take a look at regulated electric, that's a little bit, uh, I think, of a nicer chart. I'd look at Duke, um, but it doesn't give you that much gains, right? So one thing you can use maybe Duke for is to see if this is trending in the area, in the industry, the regulated electric industry, and see if NEE can really start moving. All right, what's going on out there? Pins being brought up in the chat. Pins. All right, so pins. Uh, I would, I would look for us maybe to come out and take out this support that you see, long-term support here near that bottom over here. 
So I would see this IPO low here where it opened up and see if it takes out that 23.16 on the downside. That's your downside continuation move. If not, I think you're going to get a little bit of sideways action here in pins, maybe a test down towards 25, then it bounces, kind of a choppy day. That's just what I can see out there. Yes, definitely smash the like. Mighty Soldier Trades, I saw you uh, in the canals. I hope you're enjoying the Florida life and have a good one out there. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going here. XLE being mentioned here. Let's go ahead. Let's take a look. Of course, energy sector really kind of leading the way, right? I mean, a lot of this is made up of majority of kind of these oil stocks. So let's go ahead. We can take a look here. Uh, what is up today? What can you possibly see moving right now? Um, so in this XLE, you got EOG. Uh, EOG looks like it wants to take out the 115 and holding pretty well significantly lately. So look for that one. Hess Group. Look at this. Look at this topping action right here, guys. If we get above this and get into the 95 range, I would definitely be paying attention to Hess today. Uh, this is one that I'll actually put an alert here for us. Get on up there towards the 9503s. We can look for pullbacks closer towards 93 and 94 if we're looking for the pullback buy. But we'll see what happens there. XOM is another one I'd give here. These are all the oil plays that are coming out of this ETF. And so you see here how it's holding to break on out. As long as it can hold this 80 support or this candle here, this wick, I'd be feeling good about this to continue on up. We'll see what happens in ExxonMobil and these oil stocks. Forward being mentioned by Meg. Let's take a look here. It did break through the big support of 1886. Until it gets back above that, I'm not bullish. So right now, I'd be looking bearish right now. January payrolls, huge beat. Yes, but I think it confused the market more than it helped the market because a lot of people were expecting to see a loss after that ADP number. And it looks like there was an adjustment made also for December. I think the investors out there and even economists as a whole are like, what is going on out here, guys? All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going. Kramer's job report means stay at home. Trade is over. I don't know about that. Um, stay at home trade is always going to be around, I think, from COVID on because there's just so many people that are remote now. SoFi being mentioned by Rainland. Let's go take a look at SoFi. So SoFi, I would say just be careful because I feel like it's going to break through the 10. Um, it, it did want to try to hold up there by the 1350s, but what do you see now? You're seeing three resistance there. It could take out the lows here and even get back down, I think, towards $10. So just be careful. I've talked about how I'm, I want to be careful with SoFi because it is a SPAC and some of these payment stocks are out of favor. It could take out the IPO low. So we're going to go ahead and pull this 1530 down towards that IPO low right around 1016. That's why I'd be careful, guys. If it breaks that, you could really keep coming down. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going. TTD, eh, not a bad one. I don't, I don't take a look at that stock too often. So let's go ahead. Let's do that. We're getting towards that 915 time. I will be switching on over here towards all access so you guys can join me there. I'm going to try to knock out a trade live right out the gate. So let's see what we get here. All right, let's go ahead. TTD. 
All right, so TTD is coming down towards support, but it's kind of on the sideways. I have a monthly pulled on up. I'm looking like we can come closer towards this 58.81 before we really try to find a little bit of a bounce again. Yeah, I can see that coming into play here. And you can see on the daily, you see kind of a bearish pattern. On the, on the monthly, you see a bullish pattern. So I would look for this to kind of break on down here through that 65 today, making its way down towards 58.81. Love the rapid fire approach. I'm trying, Deb. I'm trying to keep it going. Let's go ahead. Vert. Vert, let's go and see what we see on this one here. Vert's financial capital markets trying to hold there. Looks like you've got kind of a cup and handle pattern here coming into play. What I would be watching is for a trend line like this to kind of break on out here. So you see the topping action here. There here's the cup. The action of the of the cup here now we're going to look for it to get on above let's say 32s could trigger you if you're trying to get it on above that the high today let's take a look at the intra or the pre-market look there you guys have it above 31 tens is where i'd actually pay attention to it where it could get strong i would look for above 3188s let's go let's go guys what's going on out there crocs crocs all right, guys, I got to go ahead and wrap on up here. I'm going to meet you guys over on All Access. This will take you right on over there, guys, so you don't have to go anywhere. Uh, but look for Crocs today to see if it breaks the support down here at 98. Going down towards, let's say, 93 area. This is where I think we could get down towards 94s, 93s here. Let's see if we get that quick drop to like 97. We pull back closer towards 99 and then see that flush on Crocs. Crocs is really not one that I'm bullish on, but... I mean, I don't own a pair of Crocs. So thinking of getting in Asana on the bullish side or the bear side, to me, I'm still a bear on a lot of software names. Let's go ahead. Let's wrap on up, guys. Hit the like for me. I do want to say, guys, that let's get that money, guys. I'll see you guys on All Access. Join me on up there. You don't got to go anywhere. This will redirect you right on over. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.